This week's episode of Goodbye Melbrook Road is brought to you by no one because I'm not sponsored. That's okay because the last time I got was sponsored it was for bodybuilding.com and I'm not sure that was legit. Anyway, because I never got any money for that. Um that's okay. Things happen. You understand. Um you know we just we're all just we out here we just we're trying our best. Um uh speaking of trying their best, uh the Grammys tried their best to be relevant and once again they have failed um by not nominating Taylor Swift. That was a key. Uh by not nominating Taylor Swift for anything besides song of the year for lover and to be honest there are many songs on her album that deserve to be nominated speaking of taylor swift's album this week's episode is featuring kate rose all the way from the nation's capital uh, a lot of unrest there um regarding taylor swift of course um but kate and i we talked about our top five songs from taylor swift and her lover album keep in mind this episode was recorded two months ago and since then i have uh i still think my list is pretty much close to being what it would be today, but I have a new affinity for Cruel Summer that might change things up had I made my list today. I like the way she sings, um, he looks up grinning like a devil. It's very nice. Um, but yeah, me and Kate, Kate, thank you, um, for doing it. It's a great app if you like Taylor Swift and an even better app if you don't. And leave that to you to figure out. Um, thinking about Dwayne McLean, uh, and the real listeners out there will know why. And thank you, Kate. Um, enjoy. Oh, and there's no new episode next week because it's Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, remember that um, Squanto, the story of Squanto might not be entirely accurate, but we should enjoy the Detroit Lions game anyway. All right. Welcome to this very special and timely episode of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road and um, joining me for this one, and we have quite a doozy of a topic in store for you today. It is the the venerable, honorable Kate Rose. Kate, thank you so much for being here all the way from the nation's capital. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. Uh, absolutely my pleasure. Um, we are talking today about something very special, something that has swept me up off of my feet personally. Um, the we're doing we're gonna do our top five songs from the new Taylor Swift album Lover. Um, what are, what are your general thoughts about Lover? Um, I really really liked it. It's definitely one of my top Taylor Swift albums. Um, I think it's my second favorite ever of hers, so that's a pretty big move. That is that's quite the honor. Um, personally, like I I have liked a couple of Taylor songs in the past. Um, I was really drawn to Blank Space, um, but listening to this new album, it just really, it knocked my socks off. I thought it was just incredible. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's, like, probably one of her best she's ever done, so I'm super excited about it. Are you also a fan of um, the new Jonas Brothers album that came out? I am. I'm a big Jonas Brothers fan. I went to their concert this summer. Um, I was very excited about that because off topic from taylor swift but when i was 10 i met the jonas brothers at hershey park oh accidentally at my hotel so i was very excited about that album too it's been a good summer for music for me absolutely it's been awesome uh like last year i was all in on like the new jason mraz album and but this year it's something like i got i can choose between so many different uh great artists um but yeah, let's, I'll get right into I'll start with my number five, and that way we can end on your number one. Um, but my number five song from the Taylor Swift's Lover is 
Afterglow. Um, I have been really digging Afterglow. I think it has a really cool vibe about it, but I also find it, if I'm struggling to fall asleep, I put on Afterglow, and that's not, like, it's, uh, it might sound like an insult, like, oh, this song puts me to sleep, but it's really just, I think it's, uh, the tempo is not necessarily soothing, but I find the entire song just very, very relaxing for whatever reason, and, you know, I've been, yeah, I'm just super, super into Afterglow. Yeah, I am a big fan of it. It's a different sound for her. Absolutely. She's, I think that she tried a lot of different things, um, with the new album, but, uh, what do you what do you have coming in for your number five song from Taylor Swift's so, album? I kind of cheated on my number five because I chose two. That's fair. Two different purposes. So my number five is tied between "Soon You'll Get Better" and "I Forgot That You Existed." They're kind of on the opposite ends emotionally, but I think both of them are just like really powerful, great songs. Um, Soon You'll Get Better, I think it's just like her emotion, her most emotional song I've ever heard her do. Um, since All Too Well, I think it's that same level of just sheer emotion. And I really love getting to like connect with her. I'm also a big Dixie Chicks fan, so I was really excited to hear them featured on that song. Um, and it is just like so raw and emotional. And I think that's the Taylor Swift that I fell in love with following when I was pretty young um, and then I forgot that you existed I love for the opposite reason it's a pretty petty song and I think that's like a really fun vibe sometimes um, I just love how she's like moving on but she's like not letting people forget that they screwed her over right. but she's not letting them hold her back so I think it's a fun tempo fun message and uh, I think we all have those petty moments and that song is definitely the anthem of them Oh, it's absolutely petty. I was even thinking about it like if she forgot that this person existed, yet she's still writing a song about them. Uh, it like it's something that you can't probe too deeply on. But uh, no, I really I appreciate where she's coming from. She's gotten a lot of shit in the recent years, and she deserves to have the last laugh. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. I appreciate when she has sort of grown. I think in how she acts people in her songs i guess you would say she no longer says their names but there's a lot of subtweeting calvin harris there that i think is very fun <laughs> absolutely um yeah that's a good pick those are both good picks um it's really hard it was really hard to narrow it down to five um but going into number four i have um what a lot of people have pinpointed as like finally taylor swift has like taken some kind of political stance with a Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Um, I just when I put when I put the album on shuffle and then I hear that one start, I just get I just love it. I get excited. I'm, I know I'm in for like a good like four minutes. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I just think you know just the sound of it is just awesome. Like she and her lyrics, like um, it's got like the same Taylor Swift kind of like peppiness to it, but it seems to be about um, something that she hasn't really ever tackled before. And I don't know, I thought it was really compelling to see her go that route after, like, getting so much criticism for it and just, like, completely owning it. I thought, and just the title, too, the title is an awesome one. Yeah, I love that one. It's one of my favorites. It's on my list later. <laughs> well, we my can, yeah. Well, we can my say, number four is also sort of political, like yours, yeah. but it's the man. Okay. Because uh, I think it's the first time she's, like, flat out addressing sexism in her song and 
I'm really here for that. Um, also, I feel like she just makes a lot of really good points in it in, like, a very fun way. Um, I'm here for her calling out sexism, though, and for calling out just the way she's been treated by fans and the media for so long. Absolutely. You can kind of feel her, like... I can feel her in that song, especially getting fed up with, like, people who think that it's her responsibility to fix everything and be the savior for all these different issues. People are like, like, well, what does Taylor Swift feel about it? And I feel like she was, there was, like, a lot of frustration in, in that one, but she obviously turned it into, like... Like, every song, like, even if it's not in the top five for me, personally, it's still musical greatness. Every song is awesome on this album, but, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, yeah. The pump up song. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of pump up songs, that's definitely not what I have at my number three. Um, it is a very kind of melancholy, but still energized. Um, it is the the title song on the album Lover. I like the actual like a lot of people have criticized Taylor in the past for her um, the way she picks her singles from her albums, and uh, I think a lot of that came out with me. I like me personally, but a lot of people were really against it at first um and probably still are to an extent but um this other this new single lover which was came out i think like a couple days maybe like a week or so before the actual album came out and i just thought it was awesome it was it's very like atmospheric and i think she's just clicking on all cylinders like it's everything that her last album didn't have was all in lover and i just she turned like I have a, an aversion to the word lover in most instances. I don't like hearing it. It sounds weird, but she turned it into like a really good love song. Yeah, lover actually isn't on my top five, but if I was ranking for music videos, lover would 100% be my <laughs> probably top Taylor Swift music video ever. Oh, it's awesome. I'm obsessed with the filming of it and the colors and I feel, and all the symbolism that she put into the song too comes across. Absolutely. It's um it's filled with just like it's I think the lyrics like are very dense and which is not something that I always expect to get from Taylor but she nailed it. Yeah, I really like that one and I do think it was definitely a great single to release and I wasn't the biggest fan of me and I usually am not her biggest fan of her singles but I thought that one was so good. Absolutely. It's a it's a pure gem, uh, but what do you have coming in for your number three Taylor Swift song? So, I have Paper Rings as my number three. So when I first listened to the album, Paper Rings was my number one, but that sort of changed as song other songs have grown on me more over time. But I still love Paper Rings. I think it goes, it has a sort of old school Taylor vibe to it. It reminds me a lot of hours. Um, which is just like a fun, light, lovable love song um, that you can sort of dance around in and smile to. And I think just as a longtime Taylor fan, I missed that so much on Reputation that I was so excited when Paper Rings was on this album. And I felt like I could dance to it and smile and be happy. And it definitely doesn't have the same level of like weighted lyrics as a lot of the other songs on the album does. But it sort of represents how happy she is now and I really love that for her um it does also feel a lot to me like a lot like her 1989 album and I often think that she 
she sort of wanted to be her 1989 self. She always said that was the version of herself she liked. And yet she sort of got forced to be the reputation version. So Paper Rings makes me very happy that she's at a place in her life again that she can be the version of herself who she wants to be. That is a that is an excellent breakdown of Paper Rings, which um, I will talk a little bit more about uh, soon, uh, as it is definitely on my list, um, as anyone who knows or has been in the same room as me in the past month knows. Um, but I will go into instead my number two selection, which is Death by a Thousand Cuts. And um, at first, I wasn't too into this one, but then like re-listening to the album this one sort of like snuck up on me and I just really thought like you know it kind of really just put me in the feels I was uh felt I was just sitting there like just thinking about like life and <laughs> the choices I've made and the regrets I have and I was like damn Taylor you really got me this time but it's just this horrible like it's not hor- that, that's a bad adjective but it's like this heartbreaking uh like pseudo pop ballad just going through all this like how do I move on from this relationship that I love so dearly? And I'm like, oh my god, this could not be a more, this could not be a better song to just cry to. It's like, Death by a Thousand Cuts is just, it sounds like the song that you would hear if you were going to see like, like ACDC or something, you'd hear this song, but instead it's a Taylor Swift absolute banger. I definitely agree, and I will also be talking about it later, <laughs> um, because that has been the one that most surprised me and how obsessed I am with it. Um, My number two you already touched on is Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Um, I again, I really like that she is talking about politics like you mentioned, but what I also like is that she's doing it through this metaphor message uh, of the high school and what I think is very cool with it is that we can go back to speak now and look at 15 and this is sort of the like sequel to 15 in a way that it's like this more jaded version grown up version but it's the story it's a continuation of a story she's already started telling but it's now through these jaded eyes of like recognizing that the world isn't as perfect so I think that type of relationship between her songs is really cool um also this is one that I just like always find myself singing along to so definitely my number two at first it wasn't I wasn't sure how I felt about it but it is the one that is pretty often stuck in my head well obviously you know my feelings about it you can't go wrong with it at all it's a great pick for number two and uh but yeah my number one paper rings uh it's been uh I mean aside from anything on um, happiness begins it is my favorite song of the year uh it is just it's like it's it's truly everything i want in a song it has a really catchy chorus a great melody it has that like bridge that is like sort of like it like drops down a key and it's just i love the key change so much in so many songs and she just nails it perfectly the lyrics are awesome i love the rhyme of I hate accidents, except when we went from friends to this, it like it really just scratches the writer inside of my brain. It scratches that itch so well, and just yeah, you said it way better than I could have because it's just to be that happy, like good for her, and I'm just I'm really happy for her, and may, may we all feel the happiness of paper rings in our lives, you know. I definitely agree. Uh, so my number one you brought up already is "Death by a Thousand Cuts." 
Um, so when I first heard it, I had actually seen a tweet about it before I heard it, and it compared it to the birds from Finding Nemo, oh. and I couldn't really get that out of my <laughs> head when I first heard the mine, mine, mine part at the beginning, and so that really bothered me at first, <laughs> and then eventually I like stopped thinking of the birds and could like hear the song. And I fell absolutely in love with it. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said about how it is this perfect song to cry to. But also, I think there is something beautiful in, like, it being about how to let go. Um, I also really, really do love the story behind it, um, that it's inspired by the movie Someone Great, which I love and any of my roommates can say that I have been telling them to watch it every day because I think it can cure everything. Um, but that movie was inspired by Taylor Swift's song Clean. And I really love that relationship of it sort of going in this circle. But yeah, I think it is just such a raw emotional song. Um, again, it reminds me of well, it doesn't remind me of 1989, actually. It has some 1989 vibes, but the emotional level of it really reminds me of Red. And Red is one of my favorite albums. I actually downgraded Red in my rankings of her albums for Lover, um, but it reminds me a lot of Red, and I really liked that, just that raw emotion that's not really holding back. Well, yeah, that's that's a great... Um, way to look at it. I love that cyclical element that you taught me about. That's a really cool um, aspect as well. And uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's lover. Um, spelling is fun, um, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, spelling isn't fun anymore because they took that lyric yes. off the album. It's been removed, um, presumably against Brendan Urie's will. Um, but yeah, Kate, this has been cathartic. This has been musical. Um, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It has been so fun to get to talk to someone about all of the Taylor Swift songs and not have them tell me to stop talking. It's like we need we need this outlet so we can talk about how great the album is because if we don't talk about how great the album is, then it'll just be lost to time. Do you think people ever stop talking about Abbey Road, you know? Honestly, Very true. honestly, the people need to get over themselves. 